your Bible's taller, you pretty well know what I'm looking at. Very familiar portion of scripture. We're just going to read the first three verses of Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself, and I had or herself, more highly than they ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt each one with a measure of faith. Lord, we ask for a blessing now as we look into your word. I pray that you would give us your thoughts and minister to each one of us today. That we would be challenged to say, Lord, what am I doing? Or what can I do more in the kingdom of God where you have planted me? And I pray your blessings on this congregation. You know, Lord, every heart, every family, you know, situations that we find ourselves in, and the times that we're, we're not sure where to go or what to do, and we look to you, and our trust is in you. No matter how young or old we are, Lord, we need to know that Jesus is with us, and you're hearing and answering prayer. So bless our time together here as you bless our ladies as they're sharing together there in Mountain and Joyce's cabin today up in the mountain. And all believers everywhere that gather together in your name. I pray your presence with you with them. I think especially the persecuted Christians around the world, many who are suffering from the faith. Lord, be with them where they are and strengthen us. We know, Lord, you're coming soon. May we be prepared for that day. In Jesus' precious and worthy name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. I want us to think together today of how we can measure our lives in sacrifice or having an attitude of, of sacrifice. You know, Paul says here that we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice. That's a unique way of saying it. A living sacrifice. Usually you think of sacrifice as something that's killed. But he wants us to, yes, die to ourselves and live for his honor and his glory. Now this may certainly involve um, giving yourself more to the life of the church. Congregation, what can I, I do here? Uh, it could be in your community. It could be at work. You ask the Lord to use you in a greater way as you live your life for Him. It could mean that God lays His hand on you and say, says, I want you to leave your kindred as He did Abraham and to move to wherever He directs you. And within our commonwealth or in the United States or abroad. God is calling for all of us to have an attitude of self-denial. Taking up your cross. James, or Luke says that we're in Luke 9 23, that Jesus said these words If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, 
take up his cross daily and follow me. And so I believe you would agree with me that self-denial is another word for sacrifice. It's part of Christian discipline. And it should happen every day. And so as his disciples, we must be ready and willing to follow whatever the cost. Sometimes the Lord asks you to do something you may not fully understand what it all means. Cost may be great, but remember, you're not alone. He's there with us. He doesn't call us to something that He will not give us the strength and the ability to do. And so it's it's what true worship and commitment is is all about. So the Apostle Paul is here speaking to us all that we would present our bodies, as I said, as living sacrifices. That means to offer or, or to present. Um, it's a decisive act with permanent results. And it will determine your future. It will determine your lifestyle as we live in an attitude of sacrifice as the Holy Spirit would direct us and lead us. Yes, some have had to pay the ultimate price by sacrificing their life for the Lord. New Testament times, many places, when they took up their cross, they knew that meant being willing to die for their faith. And you know, a lot of places in our world this morning, it hasn't changed much. People are still giving their lives for their faith in Jesus Christ. Are we willing to die rather than to compromise our faith in God and take the easy way of the world. I want to share with you this morning a, a true story of total commitment of God's will and service. And you have heard of John and Betty Stamp. They were young missionaries to China and they were willing to take up their cross and follow Jesus. They both were graduates of the Moody Bible Institute they were friends in school, but cautious about their relationship because they didn't want anything to hinder their call to the mission field. me they were very, very dedicated, wanting God's will in their life. Well, John's father had just started a home mission uh, ministry, and he said to his son, I want you to come and join me as we can minister together. Well, now that sounds like a great idea, doesn't it? But John told his dad, he said, I, I just feel a call to go to China. It was a disappointment to his father. And also Betty felt a similar call. They graduated, she graduated a year ahead of John, so they carefully departed and decided to let the future in God's hands. Well, a year went by and John's father began to see that this was God's will for his son. He was clearly being called to go to China, and he gave his blessing to go. You know, that's a challenge for all of us parents. As children grow older, and the Lord calls them into ministry. Uh, sometimes it's overseas, and it's on the other side of the country that we need to say, go, and my blessings, and with the Lord as he directs you. And so John arrived in China. He was picked up by the missions doctor who had come to town for some urgent medical supplies. And John inquired, well, who is this sick patient you're speaking of? 
Well, the doctor said she's a young missionary lady on staff by the name of Betty. Yes, it turned out it was John's friend Betty from college. The doctor wanted to show John around the city, but he wanted to hurry to the mission station uh, to see the sick patient. Well, she quickly got better, and their relationship blossomed, and they were married. Well, war broke out as the Russian Bolshevich communists began to invade China. And they heard killing, or heard stories of other missionaries who were being killed uh, after being arrested because the communists were calling any Americans spies. But they felt they were so needed there in their city and the work they were doing that they agreed to stay on and trust God for their future. The day came when Betty presented John with a brand new baby girl. They were so happy together, serving at the mission. Yes, finally the news came. The soldiers were coming in the other side of the city. Communist soldiers were now invading where they were. They were quickly arrested. A demand note for $20,000 was put on their heads. Said they would be released if that money was paid. But just two days later, communists beheaded John and Betty, having paid the ultimate price for picking up the cross. Instant death, instant glory. They'd been married only 14 months. One might say, what a shame, what a waste of lives. No, we can't think that way because God's ways are much higher than our ways. And their baby was spared miraculously taken back to America and John's parents and raised her. But always say how short their mission, uh, their ministry was there in China. Maybe you would even say maybe so little was accomplished. Thinking of a lifetime of ministry. But that's only part of the picture. Where you see hundreds of young people heard the call and said, I'll go in their place came to China and began to serve. And we know today that the Christian church is flourishing in China. This young, this young couple was willing to pick up their cross and, yes, give their lives dying to the cause of Christ. But remember, that cross wasn't placed on them. They voluntarily picked it up. Friends, we must stoop down voluntarily and pick up our cross to follow Jesus. Yes, even if it means of a high personal cost, or even risking our lives for the cause of Christ and the gospel. I really wonder sometimes for the average Christian in America, do they really understand, or can they fathom the cost of following Christ? Many have such a small understanding Jesus wants followers who are willing to volunteer to pay the price and be willing to suffer if need be. This is a commitment that the Apostle Paul is writing here to the Roman church. He's asking us today to measure our lives by our willingness to deny ourselves for Jesus' sake. You know, we, we need to be looking for opportunities. I think it's a good thing, maybe you've heard me say this, 
every morning to pray, Lord, bring someone across my pathway today. I need to look for opportunities to be Jesus and reaching out and helping others, even if it costs us something. And so measure your life by your daily commitment to love no matter what the cost. Measure your love by for Jesus by your willingness to suffer for him. And yes, measure your life by the time you deliberately choose to stoop down and pick up that cross that's given. We're to measure and bear these crosses for Jesus' sake. And so let's measure our life by our watchfulness, looking for opportunities, what does the Lord have for me this day or this week? Sacrifice may or it may not involve finances and material things, but you know our financial commitment is important to the Lord. He certainly is concerned about what we give. I saw a uh, church sign, I almost debated putting it on out here sometime, and said, if you love Jesus, tithe, all others can help the Lord. Anyone can help the horn. <laughs> I thought that was cute. So our, our financial commitment is important. We, we can read the story there in Mark chapter 12, verse 41, that said the Jesus sat and watched those who came and were putting their money in the offering box. He does care what we get. Matthew 23, 23, Jesus thought that tithing must be maintained, but it also must be by a spiritual, sacrificial giving and righteous life. We need to be sensitive in our self-denial of luxuries and comforts of life. Living simply allows us then to be able to help others and to do more in Christ's kingdom work. I remember when I was in Bible College in Southern Florida. Uh, there was quite a community there and uh, some fellows had started their businesses and they were really doing well. Some were building new houses and new cars and boats. And then someone said, yes, man, what the Bible school? Well, they sort of got their eye off of their call. Now they're busy there in Florida. Well, the Lord did bless some of those businesses that also were able to help with the work there, the missions work. But let's be careful when God calls us to something, not to get sidetracked. You know, the devil would, would throw all kinds of things in your path. And, uh, oh, wouldn't you like that new truck? Oh, I, I love to look at these new trucks on the highway, but when I see they're 35 to 50,000, I say, I'm glad for my old truck. It's still working good. There's nothing wrong with a new truck. Don't get me wrong. A new business, you need one, but. Let's be careful of what we need to spend our money on because there's always need that maybe the Lord wants to place his finger on you to help that person out. We just came through the missions day and we didn't quite reach our goal. Maybe we need to say, well, maybe I can give a little more to that. And I appreciate so much the newbies as they share from their heart. And I'm sure sometimes when they go to their country and they come back to the United States, they wonder, Lord, why? Why do their people suffer so? I don't have an answer for that, but we keep praying. Somehow God will break through in Zimbabwe and the government there to be a government to help the people. 
rather than to mine in other pockets. And so let's live simply. Uh, and let's put a guard against judging someone else in their lifestyle because we're all answerable to the Lord. Maybe you think someone else is living in pretty luxurious, but uh, you don't understand their situation. That's, that's work on our own. And so many things may not be sinful, but they can hinder our spiritual, our sacrificial spirit. Cleanliness and meekness will strengthen your witness for the Lord. I believe our homes reflect that we care. We want things nice and in order. There's a witness there to neighbors and friends. Our personal attire, our habits, our recreation, and all things. Let's give praise to our Heavenly Father in what we do. No one can use the excuse that they're too busy to keep a nice home. You know, we find time to do what we want, and that's and what's important to us. So let's measure our commitment to the Lord with the time that we spend reading His Word, time that we spend praying for one another. I never tell people how much time that should be, because that should be for you and the Lord to work out. Remember, prayer is a privilege. And God wants us to come into his presence, but it's a privilege to have that access to the Most High. Praying to a God who can do anything. Above what we can even ask or think. Oh Lord, strengthen our faith. I like the verse there in Proverbs 3, 6. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Prayer is never time wasted. Because it draws us closer to the Lord in a personal relationship. So keep praying, my friends. Stay in the Word. You were to read five chapters a day. You can read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Now, for about 35 years, every year, I had one of those uh, uh, prayer guides, or Bible reading guides, and I read the Bible through. And then it seemed like the Lord directed me to just take passages and read and meditate upon. But however the Lord directs you, get in the Word, stay in the Word. Learn more of what it says. Because you know there's a lot of voices out there telling us what God would have us to do. Make sure we come up to the Word. We do live in a busy society, so we need to take priority in serving the Lord. Perhaps you've heard a statistic that 20% of people do 80% of the work in the church. I remember hearing that when I was in Bible college, and as a pastor these 27 years, I think I've seen that. So I asked the question, which percentage are you in? What category? What group do you fall in? Do you know what? Every one of us can pray. I remember my elderly grandmother they were deacons for many, many years, very active in the church. And her last years on earth, she sometimes the devil would come and, and torment her. What are you doing? What good are you in the kingdom? And she said, I can pray. I can pray. And so don't ever let the devil uh, cheat you of victory. We can all pray one thing.
And so we need to sacrifice our plans and support the work of the church. And remember, the devil has a bag of excuses he's willing to share with you to not do that. But we need to measure our lives and how we can continue to deny ourselves and please God. Putting God's interests ahead of our own. That should be our constant choice in living a sacrificial life. We measure our life not by how much we get, but how much we can give. Hear that? I've experienced that. To me, it's much more of a joy to give to somebody than to receive. And that certainly is the opposite of what the world's thinking would be. So let's be different. How about it? Let's not fall into the world's mold in society, but let's be different with Christ. As I mentioned in class this morning, that nurse came in uh, yesterday, was with my sister there with. My nephew had just had surgery, and uh, nurses were coming on, and this lady came in just like any other nurse. When she finished up, all of a sudden she ended up prayer, praying for Luke and for his healing, and God's hand to be upon him, and it almost took us back because we didn't expect it. A chaplain had come in, and we expect, you know, I had prayer, but she was one of the nurses, and she was bold, uh, loud. I'm sure they heard her out the hallway there. So let's be bold for Jesus Christ. How about never be ashamed to, to be a witness for him in our busy society. Putting God's interests ahead of our own should be our choice every day. Let's measure our lives by what we can do for the Lord and not any Get to know God better and discover what pleases him and what displeases him. Praise the Lord for the joy he gives when you're doing something that pleases him. I was blessed being with my brother Ken on Friday. He went up to Roxbury and he was uh, in charge of at least three cattle, I guess, giving them winterized. And he gave me a blower and I put my shoulders and I blew leaves for I don't know how many hours. Boy, I still sort of feel that. <laughs> but it was fun. It was a blessing there. And then Jeremy, the camp director came and thanked us both for coming. And it just felt good to be doing things that please the Lord. Um, how about this? We have, when we pray, a sweet communion with the Lord. You know, they say that history tells us that John Wesley and Martin Luther each prayed an average of two hours every day. Ooh. Two hours. Well, maybe some of you do that. And you think, oh, Pastor, I, I'm so busy. I couldn't get two hours. But you know, the sad thing is, there was a poll taken in England. And in America, yes, both places, they said the average leader in the church prays how many minutes do you think? Four minutes a day. No wonder the church. Is not vibrant as it ought to be. So many times it's powerless. We need to pray. So God help us. There's no greater privilege than to be a friend of God. Oh, I think of that hymn, that old hymn that says, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. How often we think, well, we got to work this out. We do our best. Finally, we say, well, Lord, I just can't do it. Will you help me? God, 
we pray first <laughs> and say, Lord, we need you, and he will direct us. So as we conclude our service this morning and go to our homes, I challenge you, be in prayer as you can get better sacrifice living for him. As we sing the closing song, let's take at the heart the message that it is to each one of us today. The worship team is coming out.